Hi guys, I am back. Week three. Um, I'm really excited. I got a lot of listeners last week um, on my second podcast. You guys are really interested in what I have to say, so I'm really excited to keep this going. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's get into it. We are recapping this week's General Hospital, the 25th through the 29th. I don't know about you guys, but this was a really good week. I'm sorry. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat every week. Yesterday, I got to say, was a very jaw-dropping episode, though. Like, I was just, I mean, my jaw was dropped the whole time just watching. Like, I was like, no, she didn't. Oh, my gosh, they're crazy. Just a lot of crazy stuff going on on the canvas. Um, But I don't know. You know, a lot of us are not happy with what's going on how it's happening but the funny part is is that as much as we're not happy that maybe storylines aren't going our way whatever's happening is it's good story so we have to I guess we do have to believe and put our trust in the writing and the acting of it all because it really does make for good drama and good tv so I am excited about that part of it I'm gonna start with the smaller storylines of the week um, I did write some notes, so you're going to hear some fluttering, but um, kind of get those out the way. Not saying they were unimportant, but they really, um, there was a huge focus on these storylines, which the first one I want to get into, I'm really kind of upset about that there wasn't a huge focus. So hopefully we get a lot more of it next week, but Brent and Jason go to Crete. <laughs> we only really get like one episode. And even though it was funny, and it was some comic relief when it come when it came to like Brit and the soldier guy with the bad foot, which she's very calculating, very calm, very strategic. Like, okay, you're gonna shoot me, but what's gonna happen to your foot? Let me help you heal that. So I thought that was very um, survivorish of her. Obviously, again, I've always said this: she's made for this life, she's built for this. So I kind of liked how she handled that. And Jason's so quick with it. Like, he put no thought into, like, running in there, elbowing the guy in the stomach, stealing the gun. Like, he put no thought into it. Typical Jason. I really loved and appreciated that scene. Um, And, you know, again, I told you I'm here for Jason and Britt. Um, I don't know where the story's going. They could be throwing us all for a loop, for all we know. But, you know, again, that one little episode didn't really give us much of their relationship um I think that you know Jason was adamant like I don't want to leave you here by yourself or we're gonna do this together and I think that's just him being a good person being who he is wanting to help her out so I think that's all that was there but hopefully we get more into it like I said next week and kind of see how that kind of all unfolds they didn't send them out there for nothing whether it's for them to fall back fall back into each other's arms again or for them to really find Liesl, which I think is so funny because they all go out to Crete to find Peter and Drew. Peter escapes, Drew gets shot, everyone else comes home and no one really cares about Liesl except Britt and Jason, which I thought was pretty funny. That's messed up because I like me some Liesl. Um, let's get into Portia and Curtis. Not really too much of them this week except for um i think in the boxing ring where portia and curtis discuss 
Well, no, first Curtis and TJ are boxing, which I did not mind that at all. And they're having a discussion about the stalker, which I think like TJ, get over it. Like stop. And I know why they're doing this, obviously, for the story to unfold. Obviously, we see, we'll get we'll get into it in a little bit, how Portia kind of puts the pieces of the, the puzzle together. But I don't know. I was just a little turned off by like TJ not being able to get over it. He, the guy wasn't that sick. They were just having conversation. So it wasn't even like the guy was really ill or he came in really sick and TJ had to put a lot of effort into making him better. It wasn't even like that, you know? But um, Portia's smart for putting two and two together. Portia's really smart for that. Um, but before we get there, I loved, loved how Curtis and TJ were talking and he was, TJ was telling Curtis, like, Sean's at Kelly's with Molly. And they're catching up and kind of talking a little bit about them living together. And I thought it was so cute that Curtis was like, don't not spend time with Sean because you think I feel some type of way. Like, Curtis was being such a grown man and so mature and loving about it. Like, listen, your dad's back. Enjoy that time with him. Build that relationship back with him. We're, we're, everything's good on my end. We're good. You know, so I really love that because, you know, sometimes in soap world or in the real world, a relationship like that could get strained or you get someone really immature, really controlling, really territorial who wouldn't be okay with TJ kind of forming that bond, especially when Sean was a little, was um, really not in the picture. So I really respected that about Curtis. Um, so we go back to per Portia and Curtis discussing the stalker. Which, first of all, the stalker was, like, so obvious. Like, he's fumbling, just like Sonny's fumbling. But we'll get to that. Um, asking all these obvious questions about Curtis. Asking about the Savoy. Which, again, it started off real calm, cool conversation. And then it turned into just badgering her about Curtis. And Portia kind of, like, stood back. Like, all right, it's time for me to get out of here, sir. Um, so her, you know, she came right to the gym to tell Curtis, which I think was very smart and savvy of her. And she kind of put two and two together. So I really, I'm thinking it's Curtis's dad, but who knows? Somehow I think he's obviously related to TJ or or has something to do with TJ, Stella, that whole family, Jordan, or knows of them. So I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Um, but... I thought it was really funny how Sunny shows up to talk to Curtis about, you know, Cyrus calling and all that. And he's like really having this talk in front of Portia. And at some point he goes, can we talk alone? And Portia's like, no, you don't gotta, you don't gotta do that. You don't have to protect me. Which, yes, when Sunny was away, Portia had to deal with Cyrus um, in so many, in such a scary way, actually. You know, she really had her dealings with Cyrus and it was not pleasant. He almost killed her and Trina. So I guess Portia's like, no, you got to talk about it. Let's talk about it. But again, I saw signs of new Sonny when he, I don't know. I just think old Sonny would dismiss Portia. Like, that's nice. It's not about protecting you. I don't want you to have this conversation. I think old Sonny would have dismissed Portia. But we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> I wrote down a lot of notes for this one. But... Um, First, let's get into, wow, there's so much here. Let's get into Anna and Valentine because that's kind of brief. And that kind of 
kind of trickles into all the other stories when it comes to that bunch. Um, I guess we're going to start with like Anna's little dark bedtime lullaby to Valentine, like telling him about, you know, you're such a great guy. Don't worry about it. And Valentine, you know, he's nervous. He's jumpy. He's sick. He has a bullet in him. And he's scared that Peter's going to get to the kids or Peter's just going to wreak havoc, which he has been. And Anna's like, just imagine you close your eyes. Just imagine you have a revenge on him, basically gotten him and his um, blood pressure or that machine goes down. I thought that was really funny. Um, fast forward to them back at um, General Hospital in Port Charles. And they are back. Liz is taking care of Valentine. And BOQ is getting Charlotte, re Charlotte ready to go visit Valentine, which I, which I thought was so funny. You know, Valentine's like, no, I don't really like you having sugar in the morning. And Brooklyn's like, no, have some. One morning isn't going to hurt. And then Charlotte is just wired. Talk about a sugar rush. She takes care of um, Bailey. She's like, let's go. Everything's handled. Let's go. Let's get Yuri. So I thought that was so cute. Such a cute nod to... Anyway, so now we jump to, I'm jumping ahead a lot here because there was a lot that happened, especially in Friday's episode between them. But, um, you know, I love how cute Charlie's, Charlotte's like kicking with her dad, um, talking to him about, you know, everything that's going on, how good of a big sister she is, not really liking Chase and BLQ hanging out. So I thought that was really cute. Um... But, you know, she's a little girl and Charlotte's very intuitive. She's she's a Cassidine. We know from way back how she really just, you know, takes af after her dad's conniving ways. But I love the little girl. But she's um she's very observant. She's not stupid. She's very smart. She's aware of her surroundings. Just like she questioned Gladys, like, Papa, who is this? <laughs> um, so I love how they write her. She's so cute. Um, speaking of Gladys, so you have Gladys and gals start off at the Port Charles Grill. They're all like, and Gladys, you can't do this, is this, and that. You can't charge the company credit card on this, is this, and that. You can't do all these things. And Gladys, the funny part about Gladys is she sees no wrong in it. She sees nothing wrong in what she's doing, which I think is so funny. She says how they treat her like a um, servant rather than an assistant. And she wants to get, basically, she wants to get paid to do nothing. Um, and she tells him how she's going to prove to be invaluable, which she does. She records, which was not a bad idea, what she does. She records to kind of jot everything down, but she kind of recorded the wrong thing, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Um that of course that information will fall in Gladys's lap. Um, you know she was gonna take that and run with it. You know that was something she was gonna put in her back pocket. We know that. This is why Gladys is the one who ended up with the information, which I think that's pretty clever on their part. Um, and she obviously wastes no time running to Brooklyn. Like, um, you may want to fall in line because I have this information. So you may want to let me do this and this and that. Let me charge the company card. Let me take a day off. Let me go to the spa. Let me do all these things and still get paid to do nothing because I know your little secrets. 
So I thought that's pretty funny. But let's rewind back to when Gladys actually approached Brooklyn. She was actually having a conversation. Brooklyn was having the conversation with Chase, who was not here for her shenanigans. He was not happy about how she went about having Austin kind of drop the case and keep, you know, at the end of the day, having the court of maids keep the share, which I love their friendship because he could be honest with her and he could tell her the truth, but he could still say, I have your back and, you know, I'll keep my eye open if Austin comes for you. So I think that's cute. But again, I did appreciate Chase like, eh, you shouldn't have went that route. That was not nice of you. You're a better person in there and that's not who you are. But that is who she is. She's a court of maids. She's been conniving since she came back in town. I love her. I think she's a really great creative <laughs> character on the show. She's really good at what she does. I think her name's Amanda Sutton. She's really good at what she does. So I do love her. She brings um, such a colorful atmosphere to the quarter man and General Hospital. Um, she's really funny. And she's so New York. At the end of the day, she is kind of still New York. So I love that about her. Um, fast forward to Maxie and Sasha at the Metro Court finding Gladys in her robe. And she is so unapologetic about it. Like, this sounds like a you problem. Talk to Brooklyn. This ain't a me problem. I want to go back to having my spa day. Um, so I thought that was really funny. And Brando's just, the whole time Brando's just angry. Like, angry. Like, what is happening? What is going on here? Um, he really... You know, I feel like his purpose was to just be confused the whole time as to what's happening and kind of really tell his mom off. And Sasha's a little confused. Obviously, so is Maxie at this point because Maxie has no idea yet um, why Gladys, why Brooklyn is allowing Gladys to have all these perks. And Sasha's hella confused. So I don't know if they're going to end up letting Sasha in on what's going on. Because she's like, I'll handle this, I'll handle this. But how are you going to handle this, boo-boo? You have no idea what you're getting yourself into. So I thought that was pretty funny. And we'll just see how that all plays out. Obviously, they did not make Gladys happy by taking the card back, making her get back to work. Um, so we'll see. She goes running to Valentine, has that funny little dialogue with him about, can I call you Val? And saying how Char Charlamagne is such a delight. She's just funny. So we'll see if she ends up spilling the tea. I wrote a note here how I just feel like she's going to put that in her back pocket. She's going to use that to her advantage. I don't know that she'll spill right away. Um, not really sure. We go back to Anna talking to Finn. Obviously, they're back from Cree. He's like, I'm happy you're okay. You know, I'm so upset you guys didn't find Pete yet. And Anna's like, you know... I'm happy it wasn't you that killed him. You know, at the end of the day, your peace of mind is more important. It's our business to handle. And, you know, you have Finn over here talking about, um, yeah, I just wish I would have killed him. I would have been able to sleep at night. And I'm like, you would have been able to sleep at night when you thought you killed him and put him in the freezer. You were crying to Elizabeth every day about how guilty you felt. So what are we talking about here, Finn? Um, so... I was just confused there, but I'm happy to see that they have a really good friendship and they're really there for each other and they just want the best for each other despite what happened. And you know, he made a he made a little comment about, yeah, unfortunately it looks like um, Valentine's gonna make it. And it made her laugh. And I think it's cute. Like he, the first thing he thought about when he thought Valentine was hurt 
was the two girls, Bailey and Charlotte, you know? So obviously he's coming around <laughs> to, not I don't wanna say liking him, but just warming up to, to just Valentine and Valentine and Anna, really. Um, speaking of Finn, we get some scenes with him and Liz at Jason's apartment. I mean, <laughs> Finn's new apartment, which looks like Jason's apartment, just a lot more lighting, which is completely odd. But um, we get cute little scenes with Violet asking a lot of questions about her grandfather, um, Jeff Weber, and calling Elizabeth Aunt Elizabeth, which has to be confusing if Elizabeth and Finn end up together. Like, you're my aunt. And now you and daddy are getting close. And she's a very intuitive little girl. Obviously, you can see she's asking all the questions and she demands answers. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. Because for a little girl, that has to be a little confusing. Confusing. Confusing, sorry. <laughs> um, also, I want to know what happened to Elizabeth and Jeff. I guess I I don't know. I guess I didn't watch back back then. But I want to know why she's so mad at him. Okay, they weren't around. They were distant. But was there something, you know, is something going to unfold that we don't know? That she's just so angry. Obviously, the affair with Hayden's mom did not rub her the right way. But it, it has to be something else because she warmed up to Hayden about it. You know, they became good friends, good sisters. So not really sure. Not really sure what's happening there. Um... I forgot to mention the whole aftermath of Gladys leaving the Metro Court in her robe. Um, Sasha having compassion for Gladys to Brando, like she's been through a lot. Someone who, someone who expressed some sort of interest blown up in pieces, which he didn't really care about Gladys anyway. Um, Novak, you know, but I, you know, better, better Sasha than me. That would not be me. She's coming for me saying I need to get a paternity test. What? Violated. I mean, complete violation on Gladys's part. Um, but <sighs> I don't know. I have no idea what's going on there. Sasha, she's pregnant. I guess she doesn't really want to get into any kind of physical altercation. But as soon as my baby popped out, it's on and popping. Um, yeah. Um, I think we're all good there. We're I mean, Next week's going to get exciting. Obviously, we're going to see what's going to happen um, with Gladys knowing everything and Maxie finding out that Gladys knows. Do we think Austin knows? I, I listen to a lot of podcasts where everyone thinks he knows. I don't know yet. I don't know. And if he does, he may just keep the secret from because for Maxie's sake, not for Brooklyn's sake. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of Austin really quick, he's not done with Brooklyn. He is coming for her. I don't know how. It could be the secret. It could be in another way. But he is not done with her. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. And I loved how Ned went to him humbly. Like, I'm sorry what happened. It's unfortunate. From a business standpoint, I'm not that mad. But other than that, you seemed like you were concerned about Leo. And I need your help. How do I get through to Olivia? Which does. It is a Ned problem. You know, obviously Olivia can't even stand to look at Austin. And now Ned's asking help to kind of convey this message to Olivia which is not gonna happen but he referred the doctor so he just has to figure out how to get Liv to get to the doctor with him so they could really just figure out what's going on with Leo or get Leo the help and attention he
he needs. So we'll see how that plays out. Okay. Um, Ava, Nicholas, and Spencer. Um, I guess since we're coming from the whole Valentine Anna thing, we're going to discuss the quick banter that Anna had with Nicholas. We'll start there. We all knew Nicholas knew Victor was alive. No secret there. Someone had to keep... It's like they kept each other fake alive <laughs> or fake dead to keep each other alive. Um, so I thought that was pretty funny. But Ava knows what's up. She even tells Ava... I mean, Anna knows what's up. And she tells Ava, like, there's no happy, happily ever after with these Cassidines. And the way she, like side eyes Nick and talks to Nick all like sleuthy and slow it's like she could see right through him she I feel like she knew Nicholas knew Victor was alive she's not going to get much out of Nicholas so she probably didn't push it too far with him but she knows what's up obviously Ava could see right through her husband Ava knows what's up Nicholas tells Ava obviously yeah he knew I was alive I knew he was alive we kept each other's secret and kind of <laughs> hid on this island for a couple years. I want to know what they did. Did they play cards? Did they drink scotch? Um, I want, I, I'm so curious to know what they did on that island together, just the two of them and a bunch of uh, soldiers and servants. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess with all that money, you're on an island, you could figure out. It does get boring, though. It has to get boring. Um, but that's funny. So... Speaking of Cassidines, though, you know, you have Nicholas Cassidine, Nicholas Cassidine, front and center. I mean, come on. He literally blackmailed Alexis, but in a subtle way, in a way that he felt good about himself. And the acting, Marcus did really good with the acting, the way he just sat back on the chair. He had like this innocent face on like, I, you know, if you do this, it's not going to be good for me or you. Like, what are we doing? And I loved everything about it, but it's irking me. It's irking me that he would do this. Are we surprised that he would do, his, do this to Alexis? I don't know. Like, he went to visit her every day for advice for everything when he thought Ava was leaving him. Everything that went down with Spencer about him being the stalker. I mean, he went to her all the time. And now you're going to do this to her. You're, you're going to make her choose between her freedom, your freedom, and then justice for Sean. And she's been such an advocate and, and supporter of Sean since, you know, they kind of met back up in jail again and looking to get justice for him. <coughs> so what happens now? I mean... In the words of Tamia, I choose me. If I was Alexis, I, you know, I'm like, okay, get me out of here. You know, Sean is a grown man and I'm sure he'll figure it out. And she was honest with Sean about it as far as like, this is what Nicholas said. He didn't admit it. I know he did it. We have to figure out a way to get him to fess up to get justice for you. You know, but this is the offer he gave me. Um, You know, and Sean obviously is like, take that offer. Take the offer. There's another way we could go about this. And what she figures out. But I think it's funny because mm -mm, I would have got out of there that same day. All right, who do we got to talk to? Get me out of here. <sighs> I don't know. Call me selfish. Not. The, I don't. It's not selfish. Again, Sean will figure it out. Sean said, you got to get out of here. And I'll fight. Like I said, he'll, he obviously he figured out a way. Which we're going to get to. He went... I'm jumping ahead, but since we're on the topic, he goes right to Spence. 
doesn't waste any time straight up with it like i think your dad arranged for a hate to get shot what are we gonna do about this which is gonna in my opinion him telling spence this hopefully spence getting it out of nicholas gives spence the upper hand in my opinion i mean we'll see how this plays out it's like okay so i know what you did you're not happy with what i did but if you don't do this is this or that i'm um i'm gonna snitch I think that's the way Spencer will go. Uh, so we'll see. But we have a new Spence. Who this? At Kelly's. It's funny because the minute he started working at Kelly's, his whole wardrobe changed, his hair changed. It's just looking like Cam a little bit. But um, I was happy he took the job. I was happy Esme kind of pushed him to take the job. And she's like, it's not that bad. So I don't know. Maybe she's not a stranger of the humble life, you know? But it's funny how you see Spencer progress through the week. He goes from not wanting to make an espresso to reading a book at the counter to really being a good servant by Friday, <laughs> like really busting these tables. Um, so I thought that was cute. And then he has quick little conversation with Esme about just he's so, so mad about Ava and his dad choosing Ava and having to just be okay with the marriage. You know, and we have Esme kind of gaslighting him. I don't know if she's, she's definitely gaslighting him, but I can't tell if she's ride or die or what kind of evil agenda she has with just, you know, being a part of this with him. Um, but we'll see. And then she has a quick conversation with Ava, which prompts Spencer and Nicholas to have their quick little private conversation. Um, where do I start? Let's start with Esme and Ava. I hope Ava could see right through her. I hope she doesn't believe a word she says. She's like, you know, it's okay. I understand we've all been young and dumb for love. You know, use this use this fresh start in a good way. And, you know, we see a little Ava Jerome, like, because you're not going to get another chance. <laughs> Cross me again, watch what happens. Which is, like, really the only... The only really argument or if you confrontation we see with them you know you blew my car up you made a fake id card of my dead daughter i thought ava would be more mad so i don't know what's going on with her i thought she'd be more mad at me and i don't know what's going on we have a new ava jerome and a whole new sunny corinthos which i'll get to um and then we have nick and spencer talking and i love their cute little restaurant talk argument you know what's going on with my coffee hurry up you should be talking to your client your um people like this so it was cute but it was sad seeing them like that you know spencer is a little hard-headed though and nick is just as hard-headed nick is not a mature he's not a man's man and he's not the greatest dad either so i don't know i want them to work it out I think it's funny how Nicholas walked in like, you're working here? Like, come on, just accept our marriage. You don't have to work like the rest of them. You could be spoiled little brat. Just accept our marriage is what I got from that. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but, you know, this is all going to play out. I thought it was pretty funny how, like, in the hospital, Ava's telling Nicholas, like, betrayal comes from, like, the ones who are closest to you. Cue, literally the next scene is Sean talking to Spence about what he thinks, um, you know, about Nicholas arranging 
Hayden to get shot. So obviously the portrayal is going to come from Spencer. I mean, it already has. It's not like it hasn't <laughs> already. So we'll see what happens. I'm sorry if you hear like bad winds or something. I'm on the East Coast and there is a storm of brewing. So you might hear winds and rain. Hopefully not, but just in case you do. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens there. I'm excited to see, again, I think I mentioned this last week. I'm excited to see Victor come back to town and see his banter with Nicholas and even Spencer. What if Spencer knew Victor was alive? Who knows? Um, and then we see like quick little cute little scenes with Jocelyn and Spencer. And, you know, Spencer's like, uh, can you go somewhere else to study with Trina? I don't want her seeing me like this. Like, like as if everyone else in the town hasn't seen him like this. Like, what do you mean? Trina's not ever going to go to Charlie? I mean, yeah, to Kelly's? Come on. So we'll see what happens there. Um, it was cute. I think this is, I, I've been, the way I'm doing this is like smaller storylines to the bigger storylines. And, you know, Spencer's, Spencer, Nicholas and all that is, is up there. In my opinion, it's you're really seeing a transformation in character when it comes to Spencer, which I'm really enjoying it. Again, he was one of my favorite recasts. And I'm just really enjoying how this is playing out. He came to town on his high horse, having this party, talking about townies, and just becomes a townie himself, busting tables at a small town local restaurant, diner, so... I don't know about you guys, but I'm really enjoying this. Um, let's pick up, let's pick up with Ava and just forward it right into one of the bigger storylines. Ava is Nina's first call when she gets arrested, LOL. Um, justifiably so. And I will rant about this later, but you know, she calls Ava, Ava calls Scotty, and here we are. Scotty and Nina and Ava at the PCP, PCPD. Um, Ava's like, pull out the big guns. Like, obviously, I was pushing you closer to Sunny so that I didn't have no issues with Avery's, Avery's custody, which there were wasn't any issues. So, you know... Obviously, don't she thinks Sunny did this this whole time in the beginning of Monday's episode. She thinks Sunny's behind this. So she's like, I was pushing you towards him because I wanted, you know, to split custody with Avery. Obviously, that's not an issue. So obviously, I'm happy to know that her agenda wasn't to split up Carson. <laughs> not that she really cares about them, but she has to admit that they all have a decent little flow when it comes to Avery, which I which I really admire and I love and we'll get to. But um, Nina's considering it. Nina's considering her defense is keeping Sunny safe. I am just flabbergasted by that. Flabbergasted. Because while keeping Sunny safe, the rest of the town became unsafe. So I'm just so concerned legitimately concerned with um nina's mental honestly and i hope they play into this i hope they write about this and they play into this in the story but i don't know um obviously jacks <laughs> jacks michael sunny and carly are all at the metro court when jacks sunny and carly find out no when Jax finds out Nina was arrested. 
Um, and while he's trying to make amends with Michael and they're trying to quote unquote hash things out, he finds out Nina was arrested and he's just not happy with Michael again. Um, and then we have Sonny running to the metro. I wish I which I would have loved to see Nina in cuffs and Sonny standing there. Like I don't know if he left right away. I don't know what kind of discussion they had. You know, when Nina got whisked away with the cops. So I would have loved to see that scene. They just skipped right over that. Cue to Sunny going to the Metro Court asking Carly, did she get Nina arrested? And Carly is just so happy, <laughs> so happy to find out that she's arrested. Obviously, it wasn't her, but she's happy to find out. She said, obviously, somebody saw what she did was wrong. Um, not that, and Sunny didn't really come at her accusing her. It's not that Sunny accused her. Sunny just wanted to know what happened, you know? But it made me sad because, like, she's, she, every time he walks in the room, she's beaming. She's so happy to see his face. And that's the first question he has to say. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just not good. This is not good. Um, and they have a quick conversation about what happened. Sunny doesn't really understand he does understand he doesn't like it that's the thing he knows what's happening he doesn't like it so he's like but why everything that we did for the town we stopped the tape he's fumbling mr corinthos is fumbling like if you're confused and you're not sure of your feelings for Nina. That's fine. What you are sure of is your feelings for your wife and your concern for your wife. And you need to be having her back 24-7. And the way he's acting, just sitting there squinting with his mouth open, looking confused the whole time, that's not having her back. You know, like either keep keep it completely shut or badmouth Nina Witter. Um, I'm just not liking how they're playing him. When I you see Sonny being Sonny when he's mobbing and having that conversation with Cyrus. Um, other than that, I don't like how they're playing this, but we'll get to that. Um, you know, they all go to the Metro Court. Wait, before they before they leave the Metro Court, I loved again Jax's banter with Michael, and Michael's like, you know, the Corinthos family is very appreciative. We'll never forget that. Um, many, many mob talk there. Then he is at then they all pull up at the courthouse. A Corinthos pull up. The way they all walked in there with swag, Carly smirking, Sonny um, walking in, fixing his jacket. Michael, yo, Michael looks sexy. And I don't think he's that attractive in real life, but he looks sexy walking in. The, his scenes with Nina at the courthouse and with this politician, everything about that was just so sexy i mean he is demanding control he is his father's son believe it or not um so them walking into the courthouse i had to rewind that like three times there was something just so powerful about what this guy called them the um the bloodthirsty bunch there was something just so powerful and and just so swag about that um so they did that really good. But the whole time Carly's smirking. Carly's such a proud mom. She's like, yeah, that's my son. He did it. I, You know, my hands are clean now. Um, and then they have that little talk after Nina gets whisked away. And Michael tells Sonny straight up, like, 
If not for me, if not for you, justice for the kids. All caps. Kids. All caps. They're confused. They miss their dad. Donna doesn't even know who Sunny is. I don't know if she does now, but... So if not for anything else, the kids. The kids lost out. You know? So Michael was saying everything the audience was thinking about what Nina did. And what she put everybody through. And what she put Carly through. And that he has to defend Carly because for whatever reason, Sonny's just drawing blanks. I just don't don't understand. He's like, why did how come you guys didn't beat me to it? You know? Then you got Okay, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. So anyway, so they're having the talk. In the meantime, Willow and Sasha are at uh, the PC girl talking about, you know, Willow being a little not happy how Michael has been operating um, this whole time, getting Nina arrested. Again, you sound like a broken record. Get with the program or don't get with the program. But I'll say it last week. I'll say it again. Willow's not cut out for this life. She has no idea. She's, she's in for a rude awakening. She has no idea what's coming. You married a very prominent. First of all, Michael is a Corinthos Cordomine. He is a very prominent character and a very prominent man in town who, like she said, gets somehow, some way, always ends up on top. So, you know, he doesn't do that by being a sweet little man either. Like, come on. He acts, he acts Claudia Zaccardi that. What? Not on purpose, but come on. Um... I don't know. She has to get over it. Car, you know, and Sasha's like, listen, first of all, Willow's like, has she has, um, has Michael ever done that to you? And no, Michael will only do that to you, Willow, because I don't want to be mean, but she's just a very vulnerable, weak character. And of course, he's going to be able to get one or two or three or 10 over on her. And no, he's not going to do that to Willow. I mean, to Sasha. In the words of Britt, you can't play a player. Sasha came in town acting like she was Nina's daughter. Like, no, Michael could not probably pull the wool over Sasha's eyes. Sorry, Willow. But, you know, Sasha's like, you know, he's a Corinthos Cordomine. This is how they operate. This is what they do. Cue to back to the courtroom. And Sunny's defending Carly. Like, I wanted to, I wanted, I was outraged. I wanted to go off on Nina. But, you know, your dad convinced me that it's, about the now and he's home and Sunny's just sitting there smiling because Carly's falling in line being manipulated by him um and she's just I don't know she loves her man and she's gonna stick beside him and that's that but man man is she, is she another one in for a rude awakening and okay so are we done with the courthouse kind of sort of I love how um Michael leaves the courthouse and then Sonny's like smirking. I mean, Carly's smirking at Sonny like, that's our boy. And Sonny's like, oh, Lord. But um, we are, okay, so we leave the courthouse. And low-key, I think that Sonny is proud of Michael, of how he operated, because that's just how they operate. Sonny would operate the same way. But I just don't think that he likes that it's targeted at Nina. Any, or if he didn't have these feelings for Nina and didn't really care, he'd be so proud of Michael. But because it's targeted at Nina, he ain't really happy. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but now we go to, which 
what was I gonna say? Back at the Metro Court before they left to go to the courthouse, Carly's like, Jax, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, she is not happy. Like, she hates him. Um, but he does work there, ma'am. So shoot, I thought that was really funny. Um, and we're back at the Corinthos compound, and Sunny's making cute little pancakes for Avery. I loved everything about that. Everything about that scene I loved. So cute. That little actress, that little girl, such a good little actress. Um, and Carly walks in and she's like, I'm not going to take any more of these moments for granted, which don't Carly don't take these moments for granted. And when everything blows up in your face, hold on to those moments. Fight for your marriage, please. Can we all agree? I know Sonny's being a little <sighs> dishonest right now because he's confused. But I want them to work out and I have some tea later for you guys. If you tune in this long. Um, so I thought those were cute, you know, them talking about um, trick-or-treating and Carly stealing the Kit Kats. And I love how she says Mama Carly. She used to say Mama when she was little. Now she says Mama Carly. Obviously, that's because Ava's in her life more. Um, but those are cute little seeds until Sunny decides to go to Carly and be like, oh, you, you, you look a little happy today. <laughs> he's so scared. Like, he's like, yo, you look so happy. Is this at Nina's expense? Um and it is. It is at Nina's expense. It's Halloween. I'm not going to have to bump it to Nina, which she didn't know Nina got out on bail that quick. Um, so those were cute little seeds. And um, what else was I going to say? And then I love how Ava just strolls right into the kitchen and just shoes Carly, you know, has the cute little banter with um, Avery. And Avery's like, I thought I was going to see you tomorrow. And Ava's just dropping off the papers over to um, Sunny. Obviously, she did decide to sell Charlie's to him. And which is cute. I love how she was able to walk into the kitchen. Carly and Sunny don't even flinch. And maybe the guards already told them she was coming. And, you know, they let her have her little moment with Avery. You know, Carly sends Avery off, thinks it has to do with custody. She just is holding the manila envelope, like, shoes her off. Like, not in my home. No woman will be shooting me off in my home. But that's just me. Um, she gets a little messy with Sunny and Carly about, oh, you know, there's a lot of complications that went on during the sale, but hopefully it worked out. But, like, Ava, stop. Please stop. Um, and Carly's just so overjoyed that Nina is quote-unquote arrested that she doesn't even think twice about what Ava said she's just happy that he was able to you know he was able to buy Charlie so quick which he shares with her he's sharing everything with her except the the Mike falling for Nina part Ugh, so annoying but um you know Sunny's like go ahead Ava go you know go say bye to Avery you know your way like they're just so nice to each other but Carly and Ava did kind of have that too so I don't want Carly to all of, all of a sudden be nasty towards Ava now that Sunny's back unless Ava is trying to get messy and push Nina towards Sunny hopefully that had that already stopped at this point um so we'll see then we have Cyrus that ends Carly goes to work and then we have Cyrus call Sunny. Here's the thing. Like I said, when he talks to Cyrus and he's like, enjoy your time at Flatland. I'll pass. Got no time for you. Got no negotiations with you. Don't need to do no business with you. He's Sunny Corinthos. He is Sunny Sunny. Mean Sunny. Um, 
just he's mobbing when he's sunny when he's sunny sunnying when he's mobbing which i love but um now we have we're gonna see what happens because he's all like enjoy your time at flatland he's chuckling hangs up the phone and then he gets serious so i don't know if he is i don't know what to take from that scene if he was just like damn i forgot what this life was all about i forgot what it's like to be the mob boss of port charles like eek you know, I don't know if it had to do with that or if he really was like, ugh, Cyrus isn't calling me for no reason. Something's got to be up. Obviously, we see the previews for Monday where he's like kind of telling Sonny, I need, telling Carly, I need to talk to you about a phone call I got. So we'll see. And all of a sudden, Jason is out of town and Cyrus wants, Cyrus wants to call Sonny and get messy. So they have to deal with this without Jason. So we'll see what happens. Um... Carly goes to work, turns the corner, there's Nina. <laughs> I don't know even where to start with this. Okay. Obviously, Carly's not happy. She uses the word outrage. So are we. So are the fans, Carly, about just how Nina's operating. How she was able, how she's just walking free in her damn hotel. Um, and Nina's just says something like about her being a mom too. And I'm like, Nina, get over it. Get over it. You were in a coma. I don't want to be insensitive, but here's the thing. She was in a coma. Her baby gets ripped out of her and sent away. She comes back, not in a coma anymore. She was a mom for two seconds because she tries to steal Avery. Then she gets over that. She's redeemed from that. And then we have Sasha act like she's her daughter right Fi blows up in her face finds out sasha's not her really daughter valentine was paying sasha then when she finds out that her daughter was now now was already dead now was a psychotic sociopath killer you're not yes you birthed a child okay but you're not a mother in the capacity that carly's a mother carly birthed and raised children and it's unfortunate for Nina that it didn't happen that way. That I understand. But stop saying that. It's not like, again, Carly didn't push her off the cliff. Carly didn't kill her. And it's not like you were able to be a mother for now for a couple months and then Carly killed her. You know, you had found out after she was already dead. And they found out after Nell was already dead. It wasn't like they kept it from her while Nell was alive. So it's like, get over that. Stop throwing that in Carly's face. You're so delusional. And I feel like you can't say you're sorry for what happened. I'm sorry, you know, Joss breaks my heart. I'm sorry for Sonny. I'm sorry for keeping him away from his kids. And But I'm not sorry for what I did for how it affected Carly. Then you're just not sorry at all. You're just not sorry at all. I'm sorry. In real life or in Soapland, I just don't see how that I'm sorry for everyone else except Carly is even justified or how that even makes sense, number one. And I like Nina. I liked Nina. How can I say this? I was a fan of her when she first came onto the show. Um, I was a fan of her when Cynthia Watros took over. I was like, you know what? Let me give her a shot. You could tell she's trying. Um, let me give her a shot. And I liked her. I liked her scenes with I liked her scenes with Valentine. I liked her chemistry. I liked her scenes when she thought Sasha was her daughter. When she found out Sasha wasn't her daughter. I liked those scenes. Um so 
And I'm all about villains being redeemable. I'm so happy that Valentine became halfway decent. I'm so happy to see Ava's um, 180. But I can't see how what Nina's doing is redeemable. I don't see how you could come back for that. Obviously, they're writing it as as her obviously being able to come back from all that. She's going to get off scotch-free. Um, but it's just irking me. And it's only irking me because Cynthia Watchos is a great actress. Like I said this last week. Obviously, I'm just outraged in Carly's words because Cynthia Watchos is a good actress. And she's good at what she does. And she's pissing us off. <laughs> but just to character Nina and what's happening and how this is just going to you know it's really just gonna tear them apart for right now for right now um but carly's like nope you got off free i thought you were gonna be in jail now you're in my hotel roaming around like nothing carly told sunny we're doing things my way i on site when i see her every single time so we're gonna see what her way means hopefully she uh kicks her out of the metro court i don't know we'll see what her way means um uh, obviously Sonny didn't fight back to that he can't obviously you see him a little stressed out like oh lord <laughs> what's gonna happen but he can't say and do much I mean he's not really saying and doing much now but if he doesn't want Carly to get suspicious he can't speak up on Nina's behalf he can't keep saying don't do nothing don't do nothing and then he slipped up saying oh I thought you were gonna stay away from her Carly's like oh it's my hotel he's like oh yeah that's right she needs to stay away from here you know, he's fumbling, like I said. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I was on the edge of my seat on Thursday's episode. Thursday was like a Friday episode to me. I was very excited. So I don't know what, I don't know if they flip-flopped. I don't know. But Friday's episode was a little slow compared to Thursday's episode. Um, so we're going to get to Willow and Michael. Um. I'm not a fan of them. I'm not a huge fan of them for no re good reason. I'm just not a fan of them. They've, they're have they a little boring to me. But I like this little banter again. I like that Sunny. I mean, Michael is becoming a little... Michael is more Sunny than Sunny is Sunny lately. <laughs> you know, like... He's telling Willow, like... You know, I'm sorry that you felt like I kept it from you, but... I'm going to do what I got to do for my family at whatever cost. And I don't regret what I did. And I think I've heard Sunny say that multiple times. Um, and he's not going to be the perfect knight in shining armor. I mean, look who raised him. Sunny and Carly raised him. They are far from perfect. They are far from truth tellers. They are far from saints, number one. And he tells this, and he tells us this, when he talks to Willow about the history of Carson, which of course, you know me, I loved every second of it. And he tells them like, he basically, we're going to fight, we're going to argue. But at the end of the day, I love you and we're going to get over this. But I felt like don't compare you and Willow to Sonny and Carly. Okay, number one, because Willow ain't no Carly. That's number one. Um, neither are they're they're not even Alan and Monica Quarterman either. I mean, they've been through some some things. Um, and that's not them either. But you know, I think they were trying to just find their footing after their first little argument, and Willow spoke up and didn't like how it went down. And 
you know, she's going to have to get used to that. I don't see Michael's going to Michael saying, oh, I understand what you're saying. We'll change that. Be my wife. But he knows he knows he can't do that either. Based on where he came from and who he came from, there's going to be times she's going to be left in the dark. And as much as he wants to tell her, no, that's not the case moving forward, that's exactly what's what's going to happen. You know, so I don't know. Will they have their happy ending? Maybe. Will she said no right now to his proposal because I think she's going to be the one proposing, which is cute. Um, but... They're going to hit some bumps in the road, as do all couples. They're going to hit some bumps in the road. So we'll see what happens with them. But I don't know. I see Michael Corinthos. I don't see Michael Quartermain. Okay, speaking of Carson. So Michael talks about going down memory, memory lane with them, how they've had their fair share of arguments. They've been with Michael and Morgan were wistful way to the islands during some tough times. But at the end of the day, Sonny and Carly are always there for each other, always have each other's back. And that's based off the love that they have for each other. So speaking of that, Maurice Bernard did an Instagram live yesterday and I was on there. And um, for the first time, he's like, ask me general hospital questions. Ask me general hospital questions. And somebody was like, just asking about Sonny and Carly, like they're so passionate um, he was like trying to read off the screen and saying, you know, people love Sonny and Carly. Why do you think they love Sonny and Carly? What, what do you think you're, what is your take on them? Why do you think they're such huge fandom behind them? And he says Sonny and Carly are, you know, they're, they're thick as thieves. They're going to go through a lot. They're going to go through, they're always there for each other through thick and thin. And he, what he was trying to explain to us is they're always there for each other through thick and thin. And this is a soap opera. This is storytelling. Not saying that it's not good to always see them happy, but don't we want to see the thick and thin? Don't we want to see them go through the thick and thin? And you know what? He makes a point. I love Sonny and Carly because of their story and their history throughout these 20 years. Because of their thick and thin, if you really think about it, they weren't always happy. They weren't always perfect. Again, a lot of toxicity there, but a lot of passion. Um, their bads are really bads and their goods are really goods. But when their bad gets really bad, that's when it gets really good. <laughs> so I think that was a little hint. I don't know. I like to read it between the lines. I think that was a little hint to this is going to be a bumpy road for them. Hopefully they get through it. But they've been through worse. I really think they've been through worse has you know through has sunny think that carly was dead for my nine months i don't know about that that was really bad but for sunny to fall for nina not knowing who he was not knowing that he had a wife not knowing he had kids basically he was mike and he fell for nina i could see them getting through that he wasn't sunny falling for nina right now he's sunny who's confused but it wasn't his fault that he fell for nina like carly said everything is nina's fault so hopefully they could get through this. Like I said, he's a little unsure about what, how he feels about Nina, but he is so sure that he loves Carly and he wants to re rebuild their life together and their family and their future. So we shall see what happens. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Like, comment, share. 
slide on my dms let me know what you think like i said good or bad i'm here for it all i'm just so excited to do this i'm having a good time doing this i know last week i said that writing the notes seems like work now my notes are a little less and less and i just kind of jot little pointers here and there and i just go off that so i'm having a really good time again i love talking with you guys through here through the comments you guys are very passionate just like i am about this show you guys have lots to say just like i do so i'm very um happy that we're in this together have a great great weekend and i'll talk to you guys next week bye